0: Do you like horror, sci-fi, superheroes, comics, and adventure? Sunsetcrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. Sunsetcrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them.
1: This could stir up. There's not much that he won't mock, but he'll talk to his friends about sex and reruns. Yeah, it's wrestling with myself. Some know him as Scotty O'Shea, and he's really into ass play. Steve Brown tags along, and Mallow wrote the song. It's wrestling with myself, wrestling with myself. Sometimes he. It by himself Discussing wrestling and movies Drugs hookers and boobies It's wrestling with myself whoa Wrestling with myself Whoa Wrestling with myself On a Friday night he's got his flashlight It's wrestling with myself Whoa wrestling with myself Whoa Wrestling with my Wo Wrestling with my Discussing wrestling in movies, drugs, hookers, and babies. Wrestling with my
2: What's going on, clowns? Your fucking favorite jester right here, Hacker Scott O'Shea, I'm back. I know I'm a few days late. I think the last podcast I did on Monday, I released it Monday night. Maybe you got it Tuesday morning. I'm recording this on Thursday. You know what? It actually doesn't sound that bad when I say out that. It's nine days. I try to keep it ten-day minimum you get a new podcast. Feels a lot longer, though. Feels like I did that one with Vertigo fucking ages ago. I already had to stop recording and then re-record the opening of this podcast because I said a slur to open up the podcast with. I know it's bad. Guys, this podcast is going to be a little heavy, I think. I'm going to try to keep it light, but in the inevitable act of me getting canceled, uh, I want people to go back and listen to my almost 200 podcast in disgust, and then when they get to this one, realize, oh, he's actually a nice guy. But honestly, let's start from the top, um, where things are most important. Shawnee Moe. Ontario hardcore wrestler recently passed away. I it, It's Thursday. I got the news. I believe it was yesterday. Maybe it was Tuesday. I'm not sure. But earlier this week. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're aware. You're in the bubble. And uh, I'm sure it was a surprise to you as it was me. Um, me and Sean weren't the closest. We just kind of hung out in two different groups. Uh, always got along with him. Very nice guy. Um... I just feel so bad for his family. He's leaving behind a daughter and, uh, man, it's just, it. I don't think the guy was much older than me. If he was, he might've even been younger than me and it's just hard to see a guy that young and with a daughter like that and a family and like, it sounds cliche, but it really is true. Just with so much to live for. Uh, get his number called way too early. And so I'll share, um, just a couple little stories I have about Sean. Uh, I think, uh, well, I'll tell you the last one I had, because the last one I had really put things into perspective. Like I said, we just, uh, we always got along. He was a very, very nice guy. Um, and I'm not just saying that because of the situation. He was truly a very nice guy. And, um... The last time I saw him, I believe it was the last PWO show, which was, I want to say just a little while before uh, COVID-19 took over and we've been all in in quarantine hit, but I believe it was that show, maybe the one prior, I can't remember. This quarantine kind of saga feels like it's been six years long already, so it's really thrown off mine and I'm sure everybody else's frame of time, but... We did the show, we said our hellos or whatever, and then uh, I'm typically uh, grab, I do the the handshake, but it's the palm shake, and then you go in for the hug. That's typically my greeting, and um, so I'm sure I said hello to everybody. Maybe I didn't. Who knows? No, me, I probably didn't say hi-, hi to anyone. I give big big wave to the locker room, and that was it. But when I left, I was saying bye to people, and I went up to Shawnee Moe. And I said goodbye to him, and he grabbed me, and we shook hands, and we hugged. And some hugs just hit differently. If you've ever hugged Frankie the Mobster, you're understanding what I'm saying right now. Um, He kind of... It was an honest hug. Uh, It wasn't just a quick thing. It wasn't a bro hug, nothing like that. It was literally like probably five seconds of an embrace. And it was nice. It, it just took me a little off guard. Um, and then I I think me, Del Bruno, and Steve Brown went to Wendy's. I think I'm getting my time right. And I just brought up how, like, oh, yeah, and when I said bye to Shonimo, it was a little strange. He really pulled me in, and, like, we really had a moment. And Steve looked at me, and he goes, yeah, man, you don't know why? And I was like, I have no fucking idea. And he said, yeah, he's dying. And I had no Idea he was dealing with anything and I don't know if it's I don't know if we're not Facebook friends or whatnot, not but uh, I, I I just had no idea it wasn't the talk of the locker room or anything. He didn't look sick at all uh, If anything he looked like he gained a little weight But uh, yeah, he, Steve told me that day that yeah, he's dying and I had no idea and I was like when and I think Steve said like it could be any time it's kind of like one of those things that are just up in the air, so that one, that's essentially my last interaction with him, and, uh, if I would have known, I would have made things different, I would have tried to, uh, say something a little more profound to him or something, but at the same time, uh, it was almost perfect, just how I didn't know, how he obviously knew, and, uh, Just how he wanted to get those last moments in with everybody, even if he wasn't the closest. Because that hug, some things like actions speak louder than words, and just that embrace he gave me was, um, yeah, I'll look back at that always fondly and just uh, know that he possibly knew that this was it. And he was saying bye to a lot of uh, guys he won't see uh, ever again. Who knows? Another time, I went out to the... We had a show... Uh, I think it was CWF, they always run in St. Catherine's area, and me and the missus, we went out to the Niagara outlets for the day, and I saw Shawnee Mo in American Eagle, and he like yelled from the front of the store, I was in the back, he's like, yo hacker, and all I see is this like Briscoe brother looking guy fucking charge up to me, and he was with a bunch of his buddies, and he just started putting me over in front of my girlfriend and his buddies, and like whoever hangers honors were, were around in the, um, store. And just putting me over like I was Elvis. And it was so awkward. And, uh... But it was really nice of them. It was, like, sincere again. And then, uh... I think one of my first memories of Shawnee Moe uh, was a bust knuckle pro wrestling show. And it was one that used to run that sweet building in Niagara Falls. It was, like, the gym, but it was uh, all, um... Like dark, dark wood. If you know the one I'm talking about, I think it got flooded and then all the boards warped and stuff. But it looked like like it was everything was a dark wood paneling. But it was awesome for wrestling, and it was the show Tommy Dreamer was on it. And I remember we were in the back, uh, backstage, and Tommy was just telling story after story after story, and we were all crowded around. And I remember there was a break in the a break in Tommy speaking at one point, point. and. <laughs> uh shawnee mo speaks up and shawnee mo is super new at this time and uh, he speaks up to tom and he goes uh yet again he's not saying it rudely or anything if anything he was almost starstruck and he goes if i was wrestling back in the 90s i'd be right there with you in ecw brother maybe maybe left at the brother but like a very excited like I'd be right with you in the war zone, taking on the Dudleys, blah, 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 And all that shit. And I remember Josh Alexander is behind him, and the look he gave him... Maybe this isn't a flattering story about Shawnee Mobile, but it's one that stands out. It was just like, uh... I'm embarrassed that you're saying this, but I am also can't believe you're saying it. Like, it was one of those, uh... Fuck, I'm painting a bad picture now. It wasn't nearly as bad. It was more comical than anything. But it was just, uh... Like, the sincerity coming from Shawnee Moe and how excited he was. Because he was obviously super influenced by ECW. You can watch. You can tell just by the style he he would go on to use and whatnot. That was his thing. And he was just so excited. And Shawnee Moe would have been in ECW, let's be real. But, yeah. My thoughts and, you know, best vibes, best feelings, best everything go out to his family. Um, I believe he had brain cancer, which is just so sad. Um, my thoughts go to his little girl, um, I just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a loss for Ontario Andy Wrestling, for wrestling in general, and for humanity in general. moe is a good guy, and, uh, yeah, I don't really know how to end uh, on this topic, so I will just quickly transition over to the next thing, and the next thing is how, um, a lot of people... Not even in wrestling, but a lot of them in wrestling right now are being canceled or being called out for some of the actions and uh, things they've done in the past. I believe the Me Too movement started a couple years ago and then it died down. And then from my aspect of everything, uh, comedian Chris D'Elia got called out for being a bit of a slimeball last week. I know Innocent till proven guilty. Just what I have seen, it seems like he was obviously doing some... Skeezy stuff But uh, I'm not gonna harp on that and then um, The speak out movement happened and it really outed a lot of pro wrestlers Um, Sad to see it's been a rough week Maybe longer. It's it's been a it's been a rough year. We're halfway through. What is it? We're in the sixth month so what we got five more days and then we're officially halfway through 2020 and it has probably been the worst year of most people's lives um but that just makes me want to reiterate that um I don't even know reiterate I just kinda wanna vocalize again I understand I say insanely vulgar inappropriate things on this podcast and I understand that I am tone deaf in many ways I understand not everybody has the same sense of humor as me. I understand not everybody, like, just because I don't get offended by things doesn't mean other people get offended by things. I also don't want to change, as ignorant as that sounds. Um, I just hope in the future, when you're listening to this after I've been canceled and you come across this, this podcast was never for a giant audience. I never thought it would be big five and a half years in. It's still not big, so I doubt it's ever going to get big. It's for a small group of people that essentially know me, know where I'm coming from, know not to take me seriously, but I, I also do realize that on this podcast, uh, we try to be funny, and by trying to be funny, you push boundaries, and by pushing boundaries, you go too far quite often. I can think of multiple things that have been said on this podcast that, do I wish we didn't say? Maybe. Uh it's easy to me for me to say maybe because I have never really gotten any shit by it yet. I do believe it's coming down. I do believe. But um yeah, I just want to say like I truly don't believe I have hatred in me. I'm sure for some things, obviously. But I'm just trying to be funny. Context is king, so Eric Bischoff has taught me. And uh if, you, if I say anything on this podcast, do anything on this podcast, have anybody on this podcast that really insults you or hurts you, just know that was not my intent. The intent is just to have an entertaining, funny, nonsensical, turn your brain off podcast where you hopefully laugh at it. I understand. Most of you probably fucking don't. But yeah, just with everything going down the pipe... And, like, ba- my Backyard Pro match airs in a couple hours. Uh, like, that's pushing the limit on a few things. I think I've watched it, and it's actually not nearly as bad as I thought it would come off of. But yet again, I'm uh, I'm not a gay man. I'll just leave it at that. Nah, you'll probably listen to this after this. I play, if you haven't seen Backyard Pro yet, my idea for the character was... Um, It was essentially, is it Sean Waynes? It's one of the Waynes brothers from Scary Movie. And when he's the obviously gay guy who hasn't come out of the closet yet and he's fucking his girlfriend named Brenda and he's like, come on, Brendan, come on, Brendan. Like just constant things like that. It was a mix of Sean Waynes or Marlon Waynes or Damon Waynes. One of the Waynes brothers. Uh, A mix of Tiger King. And uh, a mix of like, a Trump supporter, an anti-gay Trump supporter or politician that always gets outed as a gay man. You know, things like that. It's, uh, yet again, all I was going for was, uh, for it to be humorous. A lot of my, uh, inspiration for it came from the movie Bruno with Sasha Baron Cohen. When he's, uh, like, a, the entire movie he's doing, like, outrageously gay things. And, uh, the end of the movie he becomes straight Dave. The ring announcer for, uh, cage fighting, and then he makes out with a guy in the middle of a cage as a bunch of rednecks throw popcorn and Budweiser at him. That kind of shit. So I hope when you see it, it, um... It doesn't insult everybody. I don't think it will, but who the fuck knows. Uh, you might be listening to this and be like, oh, this guy's just trying to cover his ass. I am to a point, but that's honestly not what it is. I'm just trying to, uh... I guess it is covering my ass when I explain it like this, but it's more so, um... I'm never going to stop doing the podcast. I love it. I don't care if nobody listens. Uh, I also am a big believer in, um, and this is a fucking ignorant thing to say, but here we go, Um, making certain things, um, the more power we put into certain words, the more power we're letting it have, if that makes any sense. Yet again, I've talked about this on the podcast, certain words, I'm not going to try to defend. One rhymes with wigger. We know what I'm saying. That one I understand. Uh, There's plenty other ones I'm not going to give examples of because then you can clip this and then that'll be what drags me down. But uh, I do believe the more power you put into words, the more they mean. And half the time I use the words, the bad words I use are for, uh, if I was to put in a sentence, it wouldn't make any sense in general. But I'm just saying it for a laugh. Like, the word that rhymes with bag was acceptable up until a couple years ago. And, uh, right or wrong, it was been, it's was it been in my vocabulary too long. And it's really hard for me to get out of it. Get rid of it. And I do use it. I apologize. I do use it. I try not to use it on this podcast. But I also never use it in a hurtful manner. Now you can say, I know everything. Let me, let me just preface everything I'm saying. I understand this podcast hasn't been funny in the fucking least but i i feel like i have to go through this um not even because i have a uh, guilt in me it's just with everything going on in the world right now and especially i'm in the wrestling bubble and just seeing everything going on uh it's very easy to clip a part of this podcast and make me seem like a super villain if i didn't know me and i heard part of it i'm sure i would think the same i am just trying to kind of level everything out and be like, no, I'm not a terrible guy. I'm just influenced by comedians a little too much. I come from a family that, uh, nothing is, uh... Nobody's offended by anything. Now, again, I know i can change with the times. People are offended. I know. Everything I'm saying, there's a rebuttal for it. I fucking get it. I'm just trying to say, I'm flawed. Everybody's flawed. I realize my flaws. I will try to work on them, but at the same time, uh... If I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I am not smart enough to have this fucking monologue right now. All I'm trying to say is, all I'm trying to convince people is, I'm not a piece of shit no matter what this podcast sounds like. And if it all does end and I get canceled and I lose my job and I lose my fucking house, whatever, I at least can lay my head at night knowing that my friends know I'm not a piece of shit, just every one of my listeners. Because truly, me and my friends are the ones that say the terrible things on this podcast. It's all just try to make each other laugh. But I also know uh, you're never going to find any dirt on my friends of them doing some of the the terrible things that we've been reading about. Yeah, we might, like I said, everybody's flawed. But then uh, there's people doing hurtful things like that. And you'll never find me or any of my friends engaging in sexual acts with minors or uh, like just kind of that misconduct that is really hurtful to read. Take it from me, I am a guy who pulls my balls out in locker rooms far too much for a laugh. Um, And I realized just hearing that, you'd be like, wow, this guy's a sexual predator. I never thought I was, and I still don't think I am because I'm doing it in a group, and I guess that gets me away with it, and also balls are funny. I don't know, I feel like I just dug a huge hole with that sentence. But, um... I literally have a picture upstairs of my balls hanging out in my living room that Jeff Cole took that he gifted me for Christmas and secret Santa that I pulled out during a locker room meeting. I just had my balls out as the entire, I was by the speaker of the locker room meeting. And so like all eyes were towards the speaker, which was in this case on me. And I just had my balls out for everybody to see. And I can understand how ridiculous and terrible that is but I'd like to think it's maybe a little better than being on a room one-on-one with a girl and just pulling out my saggy sack and having them have no choice but to look. I don't know. I think male nudity is hilarious. That's what I'm getting at. And I hope I've never... Jeez, uh, I, I feel like I shouldn't even release this. I feel like every point I am trying to prove about the how I'm not a piece of shit is coming back to smack me. Guys, I think I'm a nice guy, not positive. Don't ask my girlfriend about it. Ask Alex. Alex probably has the highest... No, maybe not. Alex knows a lot about me. Who would have the highest opinion about me? Um, I pissed Steve off too much. He knows the real me. He'd be like, Ah, he's a piece of shit. No, but really, he's a nice guy. No, he's a fucking asshole. That would be his answer. All I'm saying is, you will never find kitty porn anywhere in this house. Steve's phone? Maybe. What? Who said that? I'm kidding, guys. Don't cancel me. And if you do cancel me, I'm saying it right here. I'm still doing the podcast. And if I get canceled, I'm going the other way. Fuck it. I've been trying to defend myself and my my future actions and the actions are... Fuck it. Cancel me so I can be even worse. When you're canceled, you got nothing to lose. I think I feel better. Probably not. Yet again, Backyard Pro comes on tonight. Uh, 8 o'clock, it's 4.46 right now, I'm excited for it, it's a strange thing, uh, I wrote, I don't want to give too much away, because there pro- there might be two or three people that'll listen to this, I'm, I release it as soon as I'm done, but I wrote the whole thing out like a fucking movie, it's a cinematic match, and we were on a, a very strict time schedule to film this, we were supposed to f- start filming at 11am sharp, and somebody, whose name rhymes with Reeve Crown, Showed up 45 minutes late on a Saturday during the quarantine and said, Oh, there's traffic. Steve lives 45 minutes away, okay? He's late all the time. All the time. I should have told him be here at 7.30. He'd still make it late for 11. Regardless. We filmed it like a cinematic match, which means it's essentially a movie. And as we were filming it, we were all looking at each other and be like, This is fucking terrible. Like, my fucking directorial mind... putting things together one way and then as we were filming and i'm just like i have no fucking idea how this is gonna work and then uh jeff clout von virgo sent it to me and i was just like jesus jeff it was like you were in my brain and it's essentially all the shots um everything i kind of hadn't envisioned he captured on camera and uh essentially the whole match is when when i tried to make nsw a comedy fed a couple years ago and i've talked about it on the podcast and Steve wouldn't let me. All those ideas I had just got put on the back burner and then when I got approached to do this, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna implement every one of these ideas I can into one match. So if it feels a little, uh, if it feels like bits are crowbarred into this match, you're absolutely fucking right they are because I don't know if I'm ever gonna get the chance to express it ever again. So I just threw as much shit at the walls in this match, so it might be too much, but, Von Vertigo edited it, amazing. Uh, Anthony Kingdom James commentated it, and he's great at it. Uh, Kingdom James, I also called him last week because he has a status about racism. So I gave him a call. I don't call anyone, but since Kingdom James calls me just out of the blue to talk about fucking Otisburg once every four months, I decided I'd call him, and he went on a great spiel. I should call him right now. That's what I should fucking do. I'm going to call him. He went on a fantastic spiel about um, why I get away with so much. He basically pinpointed in one sentence how I'm allowed to get away with so much and never get any resistance or pushback to it when others can't. So let me give him a call. See if he can... Uh Hopefully, this picks up. Okay, hang on for a Hello? He picked up. It sounded like there was screaming in the back. Anthony Kingdom James. Hey, what's going on? What are you doing? You're on the podcast right now, so don't say the N-word. Can you do me. Who, who, who you got there with you? Nobody. I, I'm just doing a solo cast, but I was I was about to get into uh, the conversation we had about a week ago. Oh. And
0: okay. The one, where, the one where I finally straightened you out.
2: Yes, yes. Can you just. Can you regurgitate what you said? Because it was the funniest thing. I hope this picks up on camera. Or on mic. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know if I can phrase it exactly the
3: way I did last time. Because last time was uh, off the cuff And it was perfect
2: It was beautiful But uh, we were
0: talking about Your character uh, In, in the Backyard Pro mm-hmm. And we are talking about uh, How you get away with that kind of shit <laughs> uh, Like just your general Everything is
3: Funny. It doesn't matter what I say because uh, everybody knows that I'm just going for the last. Yep. And I'm a big smiley, dopey white boy. <laughs> and and I I tried to explain to you, and you said that it was the first time you ever really got it. Yep. I tried to explain to you how that is white privilege in action. Yep. Nobody
0: nobody ever. Nobody really calls you on your shit because they just, they just, they kind of expect it from you, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yep. And they know that you mean well, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and and that you're, you're, you're at heart, you're an incredibly good guy. So you just, you get a fucking pass (laughs) on so much.
2: Well, the fun. Toxic, toxic shit you say and do. <laughs> the funny thing was, is because I genuinely called you about, like, a racist matter I wanted yeah, your opinion I on.
0: Yeah. Finally, I finally listened to your voicemail, like, yesterday. <laughs> and I saved it because I thought, you know, at some point, we're going to do another swapcast. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to play his message for him and let him talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, because, uh... That must be a doozy of a message. (laughs) Well, that's the kind of the comedy of it, because we had, like, probably an hour conversation. Like you said last week, we should have recorded it. It was great podcast material. yeah, totally wasted a podcast. But I called you about, like, this racist racist inquiry I had, and then we kind of got off topic, and we just talked about bullshit like we always do. Yeah. And then you brought it back to... My white privilege, and I, my white privilege, what I've, I've always kind of like figured my white privilege is, is, like, uh, when I get pulled over, I don't have to worry about anything. Uh, I was, I was born in a upper middle class family. I haven't had a lot of resistance in my life. I haven't put a lot of thought into it though, is basically what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah,
0: but there, I mean, that's what it is, is you don't have to put a lot of thought into it. Exactly. You get pulled over, you get pulled over by the cops. Your one and only thought is, how fast was I going? Yep. Uh, I got pulled over one time by a cop in uh, northern Kentucky. And,
3: uh, like, I mean, I was, I deserved to get pulled over. Sure. I I was goofing, leaving a wrestling show, I was goofing
0: around as we were driving out of this place. I deserved to get pulled over. But I also had the thought of... Do I put my hands out the window? Do I get out of the car? Do I stay in the car? Where the fuck is this gonna go? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you you <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot less that you have to deal with uh, as far as uh, just like repercussions for your actions. You get that you you get a benefit of the doubt all the far time more than.
2: Well, I've said it many times, because I get away with a lot. Yeah. And I never get any blowback, and it, like, bewilders me sometimes. Honestly, the beginning of this podcast was me basically uh, going on a 20-minute spiel about when I inevitably get canceled, listening to this podcast, because I didn't mean any of it. (laughs) I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah, I mean, I... I, uh,
0: Two nights
2: this
0: week, I something on my podcast about uh my own behavior yeah and um and i uh, i know eventually i'll get canceled Mm -hmm. somebody that i said something particularly ignorant to uh in my past will pop up you know like when at, at my first at my first book. Uh, my first major book signing or I'll be you know I'll get to do an interview on Canada AM for a graphic <laughs> novel and uh, like as I'm on the air someone will be tweeting this motherfucker <laughs> I, like I know I'll get canceled there, I, I've done stupid stupid shit sure and and I mean y- there's about a five year period in my life where uh, I think I was insane like I just the family fell apart. My life went to shit. I just gave in to stupidity mm-hmm. and and pissed people off. And and at a, at a certain point, I said, you know, why am I, why am I doing this to myself, and why am
3: I doing this to other people? Yeah. Uh, and and I've just
0: tried to be a better person today than I was yesterday. Every day since. But I uh, I don't know who and how badly
3: I've hurt in the past. Yes. And uh, going back ten years, fifteen years, twenty
0: years, twenty-five years, there may be somebody who I scarred so fucking badly and walked away laughing, not. That when the opportunity comes, or when it comes back to their mind, they just say "fuck that guy." Yeah, and that's how badly I've hurt somebody. And we, so many of us have probably done that. Yeah, and um, and those, you know, the people, I, I, like I, I, there are, like I say, there are people that I've hurt that I have no fucking idea about. Yeah,
2: but eventually I'm going to find out. Eventually, you
3: know, all, the, all of our chickens will come home to roost eventually.
2: I, I talk a lot on this podcast about how, like, just talking about wrestling is a great example. Somebody will do something so small and so minor, and it'll leave such an impression on me. And it's nine times out of ten a positive impression. Just how somebody interacts with me or yeah. uh, does something for me in the ring, it leaves such a mark on me, and I carry that forever. But equally... I'm sure I have done something so minuscule that I haven't even noticed. Yeah. And it has Im- impacted somebody negatively and they're still carrying it. And that terrifies me because that is not like the legacy I want to leave. I don't want to be known as a guy like that at all. Yeah. Like, I can't remember the last time I truly tried to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, but, but that's the thing is um you don't know. Yeah.
2: terrifying to think of
0: Yeah. comes occasionally comes to mind and I just think wow look I mean why did I do that to that other kid why did I say that to that other kid don't ever be that fucking person again
2: yeah now is that not do you think almost having those thoughts that's almost the human condition and growing and trying to like you said be better
0: yeah I mean um uh, if, if, if you're not moving forward uh, then what are you doing it's, it's kind of like a shark
2: yep. keep swimming, keep yep. swimming.
0: It's, it's finding Nemo keep, just keep swimming mm-hmm. um, yeah if, if you're not if you're not looking to learn something or or do something to make yourself and the world around you better um, then then you know you're wasting you're wasting existence. And for me personally, I have it's a very Catholic thought. Uh, I, I'm I, in a, in a way sometimes I'm paying penance for for the sins of my youth.
3: Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that that shitty thing I did when
0: I was eight years old that made another kid cry. At 49, I want to make sure that I'm never that callous yeah. to somebody, you know? So it, it just, it, it, it informs who you are today. So, you know, I, 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 one of the things I have to
2: say is, all right, I've inflicted myself on you enough. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm leaving a place. I, I Yeah, you've had to
3: put up with me long enough. I'm going to head home. <laughs> you know?
2: I like that. Well. So, uh, one more thing before I let you go that was hilarious that I didn't even think of which was even more showing my white privilege but my ignorant white privilege because I didn't even know you oh. talked about how I uh, became Richard Tasty and uh, how I'm the only guy <laughs> how I'm the guy that can get away with it but then you also said something that I like so Von Vertigo who edits all this, who this is his baby he asked yeah. me who would you like to commentate your match, yeah, and I said I'd like Kingdom because I think he'll get what we're going for, and play along.
0: <laughs> uh, now I remember. I know. I know what you're what you're uh, moving towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you're steering me. Yeah, the thing I said was um, because if I do it, if your older black friend does it, <laughs> that's camouflage for some of the bullshit
3: that you put into that character. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something, pal. When you... Uh, now,
0: I don't know when you're going to release this episode, but uh, if you go back, I would assume by now, I, uh, when you're listening to this, if you go back and you watch Night 2, if you watch that three-way, you will see at least... Uh, first of all, I bury the character. A <laughs> I just absolutely buried a character a couple of times. Here's a preview. At one point, I said, if you're offended by Richard (laughs) you're not oversensitive. You're just paying attention.
2: (laughs) It's a great line.
0: Yeah. And, um, uh, I have to explain how I did the voiceover. The voiceover isn't just, uh, for the the play-by-play, it isn't just uh, another wrestling match where i could sit there live and call the action it i basically did it the way they do mystery science theater 3000 watch the movie make some notes go through it again refine your notes and then record it so what i was doing was i was watching the i was watching the match maybe 15 20 seconds at a time and then recording a couple of lines, fitting them into the video, and then if I had to re-record them for space, you know, like for, to, to fit everything in, or uh, if I want, if I thought of a better way to phrase things. So uh, it's not my end of it. It's not one 12-minute uh, voiceover. It's about it's it, 75 or 80 12 second voiceover. Yeah. Okay? And one of the things I had to do was because you guys talk so much during the match
3: Mm -hmm. I have to fit things in
0: between where you're talking and not. Right? I have to to make sure I'm not covering up your jokes. Except for one. (laughs) Which one? I covered up one joke and it's going to (laughs) <laughs>
2: did you really? I didn't even notice.
0: Oh, did you? Have you seen it already?
2: I've seen it, yeah.
0: Go back and watch yourself in the hot tub, son.
2: Oh, you did! You did! Kudos. Kudos! Yeah. yeah. I know exactly I what you th- t-
0: I, I thought, I thought, I thought, I have something I can say. Where am I going to put it? Yeah, this seems like a good place to put it.
2: Wow. Well done. You know what? It's so funny you said that, because um, looking back, and I'm not just saying this because you brought it up. Yeah. I rewatched the match, and I go, "Okay, we're towing the line at times, but I really don't think, if you know me, if you've listened to my podcast, I know it's a small percent, but like, yeah. you'll you get it. You know, it's not too outrageous." That was the one line. And it's not even a bad line, but it just stands out. <laughs> uh, that, it's, a, it's a deeper line than you think. Yes, maybe. Because
0: what, you're, what that joke, do we want to tell them what the joke was? Sure. Do we want to play it
2: like that? Sure. That,
0: go ahead. The, your fucking
2: line, I'm not repeating it. <laughs> Don't I go, it's not gay if it's in the interest of hygiene?
0: Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it's, I, I think the actual line is it's not gay if it happens in the tub. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what that line is basically saying is uh, it's okay, come do this with me because uh, here, is, because it's in the tub, it's not wrong. <laughs> you're, That's
2: you're, what my uncle you're,
0: said. Your basically
2: Something that they would know is wrong. Jeez. See, you, you've you thought this through more than me, and in this atmosphere we're at with everything coming out, I'm really happy that was the yeah. line you decided to uh, talk over. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: But... Well...
0: <laughs> so you can, you can go back... When, if you go back and watch after, uh, Night 2, mm-hmm. you can... You can See Richard Tasty saying it. But
3: I don't think you can hear
2: it. <laughs> and it's just like it's so hilarious when you said, too, with everything going on the world in the world, with this Black Lives Matter movement and whatnot, I asked you, not because you were black, but because you were a buddy and I knew you'd get it and you'd play <laughs> with it. How you were just like, Yeah, you're so ignorant and such an honest idiot that you know that, like, there's a possibility you could get blowback, but having a black guy on at this time in history could hide you a little bit. Yeah. And I honestly had none of that realization until you said it. And, <laughs> and yet again, white privilege is, like, yeah. shining bright. Yeah. <laughs> and when you told me that, I was gonna... I remember... Uh, it, I think it was last Thursday we talked. It's Thursday right now. Yeah. I wrote out like ten different Twitter statuses saying me and Kingdom just had one of my favorite talks ever and he I I just couldn't verbalize it as good as I could have, but I honestly tried to write it out ten times just about how you just called me out on all my bullshit in the most beautiful way and how I'm such a dummy I didn't even realize I had this kind of bullshit. Like it was the most eye-opening conversation I've had in fucking years and I've could not stop laughing.
0: Yeah, because I've been called out on my bullshit. Yep. I remember uh, being in uh, being in Pittsburgh. Uh, it was like the Fourth of July of like I don't even remember ninety nine. Yeah, it would have been ninety nine when I when I moved back. And uh, my my one of my best friends, Todd, called... like. I remember sitting in his living room. I am sitting on the couch. He's standing in front of me, and he read me the shortest, most succinct riot act. <laughs> and then we uh, we were on. Uh, we, we went downtown um, to like uh, 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 I think it's called uh, Point Park, which is like right like downtown, right at the. Uh, at the meeting of the where the three rivers meet,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I remember we were walking around there, all the you know like the paddle boats, like the river boats, and, and people partying, and and I just have this blank expression on my face as we walk around, as I'm absorbing everything he said, <laughs> and just thinking to myself, "Holy fuck!" Like I mean. There's no way to deny anything he just said
2: to you. Yeah. So what are you going to fucking do about it? Yeah. I'm a big believer that friends have the difficult duty, but this is their duty as a friend to keep you in check. And I know I have kept a lot of my friends in check. And it was my turn to pay the piper. And (laughs) and you just spread it out to me. And it wasn't hurtful or anything. It was just eye-opening and made me realize things. And it, it'll change me for the better, I hope. It should.
0: Cool. Yeah, because, I mean, none of, it was, none of it was meant as, you know, fuck you, go drink bleach. No. <laughs> no.
2: We say that privately. I've had, I've had that
0: talk with people. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I remember saying to you is, you know, I, I said, how old are you now? Mm-hmm. And, and you what are you 31 30 30 yeah i said okay well you're entering your adult years and that's why that's why some of this is making sense to you finally absolutely yeah yeah and 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 again that just goes back to you know keep swimming if you're not
2: growing if you're not evolving you've stagnated Eh, eh, and there's there's nothing left for you you're done that's it (laughs) that's it yeah I used to, I used
0: to always joke. Listen, I'm I'm gonna be the same asshole I am, the same asshole I am today is the asshole I'm gonna be ten years from now. Yeah. And wow, that better be a fucking joke because I don't want to be the same person today. I hope I'm not the same person today that I was ten years ago. I hope I'm not gonna be the same person at fucking fifty nine that I am at forty nine. Mm-hmm. You know.
3: No, I, I
2: hear mean, you. If, if there isn't no growth, like, life gets boring. You know, like, yeah. good or bad. Fucking cut the cord.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, buddy. Well, thank you for uh, picking up. Thank you for <laughs> spending, uh, spreading that, uh, educational material about me. And, uh, I really appreciate it. I love you, buddy. I, I, I needed that.
0: Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm glad I could help.
2: And thank you for, uh... Doing the uh, commentating over the match. Are you going to be watching tonight?
0: Oh, God, yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah, I got to, at the very least, I got to watch the rest of that show.
2: Yeah, I know. I have no idea. I only know my match, so I'm excited to see everybody else. All right, brother. All right, take care. Thanks again. No problem. Ciao. Bye. All right, hopefully the microphone picked up any of that. We're at 47 minutes already. This has been an easy fucking podcast. So I'm going to go into round two of what one person said segment of the podcast they enjoyed. Overrated and underrated. I'll start with overrated, go to underrated. All right, overrated bathing suits with internetting. I don't know how this started. I don't see it so much anymore. It is dumb, it is useless. Billabong or fucking whoever makes board shorts figured out like 10 years ago. Hey, people aren't absolutely retarded. They know what's a bathing suit and what's not. We don't have to put fucking window screen in to let them know. Uh, It doesn't help with chafing or anything. At least I've never figured it out. It feels fine. uh, And it just allows you... I have some board shorts that I have worn in public before. Uh, but that's kind of the style now. I remember going to gym class when I was younger and wearing bathing suit bottoms, not like a fucking speedo, get your mind out of the gutter, like just like shorts, but they were bathing suit shorts, but they looked like normal shorts and nobody said a word until we got changed and my buddies saw the internetting and then they went, you are fucking bathing suit to gym class. And I was like, yeah, that's all I had. And they just ripped me apart. Yet if I would have just cut that shit out, nobody would have known I wouldn't have been bullied. It's fucking dumb. I don't know why they have it. I don't need to... Is it just so when you're in the store and you're looking at shorts, you go, oh, these ones can get wet? It's dumb. And it's a concept that needs to be... That is so outdated. I feel like if it was invented in the 30s, it was outdated by the 40s. Get rid of it. Underrated. Brushing your teeth in the shower. A lot of my underrated topics will be about hygiene or the shower in particular. But brushing your teeth in the shower is... A fun experience because you can get in the process of getting your oral hygiene in check. You can also Spit and have it drool down your chin down your throat down your nips right on your feet It doesn't fucking matter you can be an absolute ape in the shower while brushing your teeth Much like getting a nosebleed in the shower that is exhilarating brushing your teeth in the shower also exhilarating I've also heard the shower beer is exhilarating. I don't drink so I wouldn't know. I've never really taken a drink into the shower, to be uh, to be perfectly honest. But I could, a nice cold uh, fucking vanilla Coke in the shower or something, I, I can get behind it. But uh, I will say, have your beverage after you brush your teeth. Alright, I'm overrated. Uh, binging TV shows. I go back and forth on this one. A lot of my overrateds, um, there's valid arguments to why they're not overrated. But I'm just kind of... I'm trying to find an angle why they are overrated. And the reason... I had this talk this weekend. uh, I said Breaking Bad, as much as we loved it, it took us... After the show finished, after the finale, it took us years to finish it. And not because we were looking for the DVDs or anything. No, it was just because, personally, I find that after I watch a one-hour drama, I am mentally exhausted and I need a break from this show Ozarks right now we're watching it I'm loving the show haven't watched an episode in two months because we binged like three in a row and my fucking meter for that intense television just drained entirely and I know I'm alone on this one most people like binging things but I think why a weekly eight o'clock segment on TV of your favorite show is great. It's because it lets you get excited again. It replenishes your energy. You get excited, you get ready for it all week, and then you watch it, and then you're drained, and then you have seven fucking days to get ready for it again. I think binging TV shows. Also, it keeps things lasting longer. It keeps your excitement up. gives you something to be excited for. And, uh, like, I remember I love Stranger Things. I think every season of Stranger Things that's ever come out, since it's only like six episodes, we have we've just end up binging it all. And I am like absolutely sick of it by the end of it. And then that show that we were looking forward to for three years is done within a weekend. So binging TV shows, fun, but not really. Another underrated, crispy fried onions. And I will die on this goddamn hill. You don't even have to like onions. You can go to the grocery store. They're literally crispy fried onions. So it's a, they almost look like a potato chip. And they're just uh, fried onion pieces. They're essentially an onion ring that have just been Hulk smashed into a million pieces. And you can add them to any meal and it makes it better. Make a sandwich, crispy fried onions. Soup, crispy fried onions. Gives you a little crunch. Cereal, crispy fried onions. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to say, whatever they're costing you in the grocery store, it's worth it. If you haven't tried it, try it now. They don't taste like onions. They just taste like savory pieces of batter. It's amazing. Overrated. Open concept houses. I'm saying this as I am doing a home renovation project to make my house more open concept. I don't fucking like it. You know why walls were invented? To keep people apart, okay? Know why it's called a kitchen? Because that is the room that houses the kitchen. It's called a living room. Room, wash, room, dining, room, bed, room, hall, wait. <laughs> that one didn't work. But if everything's fucking open concept, there's no privacy. Okay, I guess she's like, no, I want to be able to talk to you while you're watching TV and I'm making dinner. Hey, bitch, I don't want to talk to you when I'm watching TV. You know what I'm saying? I can't be the only one. And what if, so there, there's contractors all around the world right now, just banging down walls because open concept is in vogue right now what happens in 20 years when it's not the popular thing it's a lot harder to put up a wall maybe not and that's not true no it's not true actually because if you've taken the wall down you've already made it structurally supported you know what it's just unnecessary work is all i'm trying to say all right you've rerouted your ductwork your electrical your plumbing because you want to take out this dumb wall and then in eight years you're like you know what I liked it there. Underrated. Mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Mayo I'm saying it strictly because this weekend my brother taught me a nice little life hack. I don't know if it's a life hack. He said, if you ever made grilled cheese and you run out of butter? And I go, yes. He says, the side that you're going to put on the frying pan that should have butter, put mayonnaise on it, and then it makes the outside of your bread crispy. And I was like, holy shit, and we tried it. The next day, it was unbelievable. You can also, mayonnaise, like, I get why it's gross. It's, like, all egg. I like egg, but I do get turned off mayonnaise once. The last time I threw up was because I had uh, mayonnaise that went bad on my hamburger. Regardless. Mayonnaise, you can just do a ton with. Egg salad, pasta salad, tuna salad, potato salad. Um, It's good. You want to sound French and all fucking hippy-dippy? Call your mayonnaise aioli. It's the same fucking thing, okay? If you go to a restaurant and it says your, your hamburger has kale and aioli on it, that's just fucking Hellman's mayonnaise, all right? Maybe with a couple of parsley flakes mixed in. It's just mayonnaise. You can baste a turkey in mayonnaise. You heard me. Next Thanksgiving, get your fucking bear mitts out and rub your turkey fully with mayonnaise. Put it in the oven for however long. It makes an unbelievable, crispy outside Keeps the turkey moist. I use it as lube, not saying you should. Works great that night, the next morning smells awful. What's next? Overrated coconut water. Like a fat girl in Lululemon tights. Just because it fits doesn't mean you should do it. Just because coconut water is healthy doesn't mean you should drink it. I've never tasted semen. Swear to God, I would tell you if I did. I've never swallowed semen. Swear to God, would tell you if I did. But anytime I've ever drank coconut water, it has the look, the texture, and what I imagine the taste of semen would be. It's gross. It's overrated. There's other things that are good for you. Unless you're fucking Tom Hanks on an island, you don't need to be drinking coconut water, let alone spending $4 a can on coconut water, okay? Have some Himalayan sea salt in your tap water. You'll be just as hydrated. Underrated. Newspaper comics big believer in this one we get the paper only on Sundays and if I remember there's nothing better Than ripping that bad boy open trying to do the crossword puzzle for about eight minutes before realizing I don't have an answer for one question and then reading the comics you got Dagwood in there Hagar the horrible Blondie um, Ziggy uh, Dilbert what else is there? That one with the name, I can't remember. It's been around forever. Bernice and Lois. I can't remember. They're fun. They're not really funny. Family Circus, I enjoy that one too. Uh, I don't know. It's a nice way to slow down. Just reading the newspaper in general is nice. But the Sunday comics, it's great. Uh, They're targeted towards kids, but we're all kids at heart. Okay, grab the fucking comics. Enjoy yourself. Overrated. Free Wi-Fi. Has free Wi-Fi ever fucking worked good? Takes you 20 minutes to log on. And then, the signal is so scattered and then as soon as you finally get a good connection and get on the page for what you're looking for you have to re-sign in because it resets every 12 minutes or something like that. It's the worst. Hotels have it okay. Sometimes, most of the time, like, data plans are getting better and better uh, and even if you do get a good signal that doesn't kick you off of its connection every hour, it's usually slow as shit. Or it'll be like, oh, the our, uh, our Wi-Fi signal does not allow you to look at xvids.com. It's always something dumb. Overrated. Underrated. This is a big one. Making noise while orgasming. Orgasming. Let me check. I'm not sure if that's a word. It doesn't sound right. Orgasm's a word. Orgasming. I don't think it's a word. I should spell it right, too. Orgasming. Orgasming. Oh, XNXX.com. I'm Mad at question mark, sorry. I don't think orgasming is a word. Coming. Let's use coming. We all like to come. Next time you're laying pipe and you're on top of your old lady. Give her the four one one that you're just gonna let it all out. Whatever natural caveman instincts wanna come out of you at that moment of ejaculation, just let it go. Sometimes I'll do it when I crank one out in private. It sounds like there's a murder-suicide happening in my basement. But much like when you get hit, you, you stub your toe on the coffee table in the morning and you go like, oh, SHIT FUCK motherfucker, CUNT It feels better. My dogs are looking at me like I'm about to murder-suicide them. I swear to God, the louder you all are while you're uh, unloading a clip, the better it feels. There's a lot of shame afterwards, because some people's uh, war cry sounds different. Some people are like, yeah! And other people are like, ah! But whatever. I implore you to try screaming while uh, making a baby. And I think that's it for this podcast, guys. I know it was a little heavy. I think it was like 75% heavy. But uh, just things things were uh, on my mind that I felt like I wanted to get off. I'm happy uh, Kingdom picked up. He doesn't fucking do anything anymore. He's a senior citizen who works at a strip club that is currently shut down. So, of course he picked up. What else has he got to do? Work on his fucking Legos? No, I love that guy. I hope you guys watch ba- Backyard Pro tonight. I um, hope everyone's staying safe. I hope everyone is. Uh, I don't know. I said that. I said, I hope everyone is without having a thought of what to end that in. Um. Yeah, I hope you guys keep listening. And if you hate me, I get it. But if you understand... You don't have to like me. Just try to understand me. Um, Also, I'm going to be writing a new article on sunsetcrypt.com. If you guys are into horror movies, uh, I finally watched... It's this movie called Hell House. I I have uh, it through Shudder. I'm sure you can find it by pirating away. But it's called Hell House. It's a really... Really good, scary movie. Uh, and then there's Hell House 2 that I watched last night. Not quite as good, but very good. I still liked it a lot. And then Hell House 3, which I'm looking forward to watching. Hopefully going to watch it maybe tomorrow night. And then I'm going to do an article on all three on sunsetcrypt.com. Check out sunsetcrypt.com. If everything goes well and the world doesn't go to shit, we should have a new short film for everybody in the next couple weeks. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, I think that's all I gotta hit. There's no upcoming shows. There's no fucking anything. The Blue Jays have COVID-19. WWE is infected. AEW is, uh... I don't know, are they infected or not? I don't know. Andy Complains drove a truck last night. Uh, and, uh, Orange Cassidy bladed his ear. That's all I saw. I can't wait to buy the action figures. Uh... I still got pulsating ass while orgasming visit videos. Maybe it is a word. The links are still up on my computer, so I'm gonna hang up on you guys. I'm gonna crank one out and let out a vicious war cry that has my neighbors concerned for my safety. And then Brad Myers and Jeff Cole are coming over to smoke cigars, and we're gonna watch night two of Backyard Pro. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys are laughing, having fun. Uh, thoughts are out with the Shawnee Mo family. And, uh, yeah, peace in the Middle East. Um, Let me let you let me go. All right. Ciao. Peace.